Hello, this is Thad Smith from Westside B-Boys. You're listening to 1590 WCGO, Chicago Smart Talk. This is Mike Novak. Show starts in 3, 2, 1. Live from a cul-de-sac somewhere in Evanston, Illinois, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. After 20 years, still Chicago's only deep green gardening and environment program. Heard every Saturday morning on 1590 WCGO. Chicago's Smart Talk. Good planets are hard to find. Temperate zones and tropic climes. True currents and thriving seas. Wind blowing through breathing trees. Strong ozone and safe sunshine will... Good planets are hard to find. Good planets are in the main. They're sometimes called the odd couple, if only because the word aberrant doesn't fit in the logo. Here they are, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. Have forests, the wetlands will. Good planets are. I think that's kind of a slam. I'm not exactly sure. Who knows? <laughs> aberrant. Aberrant. Uh, yeah, welcome to the Aberrant Couple. Actually, that, w- that would make a nice logo, Ooh. wouldn't it? Hey, welcome to the show. Good morning on a sunshiny? What the heck? Almost we, I've seen almost. Well, we've seen sunshine the last, what, three days? Yeah. Something like that? I don't get it. Uh, well, maybe because we changed months. Is that it? Are you okay? You're, I just can't hear me. I'm following the cord? Yeah. Uh, you got. not hearing me. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, the land of technical difficulties, uh, and uh, we're going to be doing um, a little contest to start. Actually, it's not much of a contest. It is, uh, we're just going to give away some tickets. The Wild Things Conference, I knew, now I know what the, I was trying, I was, I was trying to call something up on the screen here, and I couldn't remember. What am I looking for? What am I looking for? And I'm looking for Wild Things, because I wanted, uh, have you got that up by anything? By any chance, uh, Peggy? No, I do not. Oh, there you are. Oh, I can hear me now. Yeah, I can Woo-hoo. hear you too. Isn't that something? Uh, oh, I typed in Wild Peggy. That's not good. <laughs> I don't think that's a song. <laughs> it could be. You never know. It's yeah. by an indie group. You can download it on Bandcamp. <laughs> uh, and if you type, type in Wild Things, there's a lot, you know, and, I, and I, what I should do is conference would probably help. I thought you were looking for the song. No, no. Oh, okay. No, the Wild Things Conference. That's February 18th from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. at UIC. Yeah, and I was trying. That's at wildthingscommunity.org. Yeah. And that's where folks need to go to find about this. And as she said, February 18th, uh, which is a Saturday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the UIC Forum. And um, it's sold out. That's the cool thing. It is sold out. And they have uh, amazing exhibits and programs and citizen science habitat restoration resources there's just all kinds of stuff that uh, are going to be going on that day so what we decided because we have a couple extra tickets we're going to give them away and the way we're going to do it is we're going to just right now take the 11th caller 11th caller at 847-475-1590 847-475-1590 as in WCGO, Chicago Smart Talk. Uh, 11th caller. Right now, you got two tickets to Wild Things, which is sold out. So, obviously... And uh, it includes lunch. Does it really? Yes, it does. Oh, that's Our, a, those tickets do. Do ours? <laughs> when we get in? Are, are you yes. Sure? Okay, yes, that's you, good. you have a sandwich on order yeah. waiting for you. You know, obviously, you got to be a person who's interested in uh, nature. Mm-hmm. And because it is about nature. It's it's actually it's a great day and to people. be immersed in yeah. all things conservation, new exciting stuff happening. You can happening. take your track and go you know pick what whatever you know and it goes till 6, like 9 to 6. It's mm-hmm. crazy. There's the the number just the, the sheer number of conferences they have. So, all right. Phone calls are pouring in. 847-475-1590 11th caller gets the tickets to Wild Things. So, on the show today, uh, as I mentioned to Ron Cowgill during Mighty House, 
We are going to be talking once again about factory farms, which we do on this show from time to time because it's an ongoing issue. All right. It is an issue that needs to be addressed. And there are people out there who are trying to get Illinois laws changed, who are um, getting the word out about the destructive nature of factory farms, not just the inhumanity, because they're not humane, but the pollution that they cause and and other problems, um, property value drop. Uh, there's been a lot going on in Fulton County, which is kind of in the center west of the state. A little south of Peoria. Uh, yeah, and uh, Karen Hudson is going to be on. She's from Illinois Citizens for Clean Air and Water. We're going to get to her in just a second. Um, and um, we are also going to have Craig Porter, who's a farmer in Fulton County. He's with the uh, Isabel Township Board of Trustees, a member of the Fulton County Farm Bureau. Lots going on. Uh, it involves Farm Bureau. It involves changing the law in Illinois. And we're going to talk to those people next. Stick around. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Have you ever started vegetable seeds indoors and imagined the lush, gorgeous seedlings you'd plant in your garden just to be disappointed with the straggly small plants that actually grew? You're a candidate for the Happy Leaf LED Grow Light. It's five times more powerful than a T5 fluorescent bulb. T5s only start seeds and support some growth. But the Happy Leaf Light is an all-purpose LED with precisely tuned red and blue spectrums that allows the full range of plant growth. But if it's so good, why is it priced at just over $100? Well, selling directly to consumers allows Happy Leaf to price this within reach of the serious gardener who's seen grow lights that cost several hundred dollars. With the Happy Leaf LED, say goodbye to spindly tomato stalks forever and say hello to strong, lush plants that will make you the envy of the neighborhood. Find out more about Happy Leaf LED Light at happyleafled.com or call 815-414-2209. Happy Leaf, it's about the light. Do you love nature? The Wild Things Conference features over 100 presentations on monarchs and mosses, coyotes and prairies, otters, wildflowers, trees, and more. Don't miss this inspiring day-long conference about our local nature for anyone who wants to learn about Chicagoland natural areas and conservation efforts. For registration and details, visit wildthingscommunity.org. Wild Things for people and nature. If you're looking to invest in an electrical car or truck, make sure to hire a state-licensed electrical contract. The installation of that charger will require a permit in most municipalities. So make sure to check the ICC website for a certified contractor at icc.illinois.gov. You can also call DNR Services Unlimited. They've been a licensed electrical contractor since 1992. Visit their website at restorethenorthshore.com or give them a call at 847-998-1687. It'll be easy to find someone cheaper, but a lot harder to find someone better. This is sports director Kevin Burgess. Make sure you catch my sports report every day from 5 to 7 p.m. on French and Friends, sponsored by 1090 Brewing. Ain't nothing in the world that I like better than bacon and lettuce and homegrown tomatoes. I'm so glad he said that. I was just talking to Craig LaHoulier. Or Lahulier, I guess he actually pronounces it. Um, he's going to be on the show on March 4th. He's written a book called Epic Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when March gets here, we're going to be talking tomatoes. So uh, I've kind of been spreading the seed packets out and drooling already. Yeah. So, um, homegrown tomatoes. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show on 1590 WCGO, Chicago's... Smart talk. Uh, yeah, tomatoes. March. But we before then, we got other stuff to do. Uh, and uh, we are in the midst of... Did we lose one of our uh, call? <laughs> okay, they're, they're in the same car. I love that. Well, let's put that line up. <laughs> uh, so huddled together in a car. On speakerphone. Uh, somewhere in uh, southwest or middle west uh, Illinois. Uh, Lewistown, as a matter of fact, because uh, they're having the annual meeting of Illinois Citizens for Clean Air and Water. We have Karen Hudson and Craig Porter. Now, how are you guys handling this huddled together in the car? 
Well, his, Craig's wife doesn't know that he's in the car with me, and my husband doesn't know. So we're doing this We won't tell anyone, Karen. Nobody's I'm listening. Quiet. Believe Big me, secret. nobody's listening. Uh, before we get to you, let's remind people that we're still trying to give away those two tickets, and we've had several calls, um, and I'm sure that uh, Ben Boquist is keeping track of the numbers. Give us a call at 847-475-1590. The person who hits number 11 will win those two free tickets to the Wild Things Conference Hello? Uh, on February 18th. We're here. Okay. We're here. I'm sorry. I was just doing a little promo there. <laughs> just just, just doing a radio thing. Um, oh. uh, that's that's what we do. We multitask here on the radio. We, we talk to our guests, but we also give away tickets at the same time. So... Uh, Let's uh, let's get to our guest, Karen Hudson, uh, fifth generation farmer from Peoria County, um, is a co-founder of the Illinois Illinois Citizens for Clean Air and Water. She's a regional associate for the Socially Responsible Agricultural Project, or SRAP, member of Farm Bureau. Uh, Craig Porter is a farmer, also from Fulton County. He is a member of the Isabel Township Board of Trustees and a member of the Fulton County Farm Bureau. I hardly know where to start with you guys. I mean, I know you're having your meeting. You're going to be discussing this uh, all day long in Lewistown. Um, but for folks who are tuning in for the first time and, and are not familiar with this issue, uh, I think we got to start with Karen uh, and ask her why factory farms are a problem in Illinois. I mean, I know it. Peggy knows it. You know it. Some of our listeners probably don't know, especially if they live in the Chicago area. Um, what's the deal? Why is there such a big hubbub about this? Well, we're one of the top uh, live uh, hog producing states in the country, and currently we are uh, under a very weak, watered down law called the Livestock Management Facilities Act. And these facilities are expanding across the state at a surprising rate. and Factory farm or CAPO, confined animal feeding operation, is where animals are packed tightly together, sometimes 20,000 at a time. Um, in fact, the, the one that's coming in here in Lewiston is, is very, very large. And if you think about how much waste they're producing, they're producing the amount of raw, untreated sewage as a city. And they are allowed to spread this sewage across all the adjoining farms, truck it several miles away. Once it's gone, we're not, they're not even keeping track of where it's going. So... Just think about that. If everyone in your, your community was allowed to dump their waste into buckets and go outside of the suburbs of Chicago and dump it. Um, it's a health problem and many other facets of this. I'm very, very concerned about the health problem. And these facilities are putting small farmers out of business as well. Yeah. Uh, and and, and that, that, uh, we covered it. Uh, Peggy and I took the show up to Green Bay, Wisconsin in September. Uh, and broadcast from there and heard from a lot of people who talk about this issue. You talk about how it hurts small farmers. Part of the problem is that some small farmers say, hey, what's the big deal? It's just people. It's just farming. We've always farmed hogs. Um, why are people suddenly complaining about it? Uh, how do you respond to that? Well, the, the small farmers that produce livestock um, are dwindling. And these large CAFOs, or concentrated animal feeding operations, um, they produce the hog through an integrator, and that they produce hogs for hogs for, the, for a big corporation. And what we've got is big agribusiness interests, like the Farm Bureau in Illinois and other agribusiness interests, are promoting these facilities, and yet the small family farmer is struggling. And, you know, they used to have hogs as a mortgage lifter on a farm. Folks might not know that. That's, that's what you used to make money uh, raising hogs if you were a small farmer. And now uh, the markets have tightened and these facilities have a better edge on small farmers. So they're pushing them away. And we are very concerned about livestock in Illinois. We'd like to produce a healthy, sustainable livestock production system in the state. And we're talking about that at our meeting today. There's an app uh, where you can punch in and find local, locally sourced uh, meat, beef, dairy, uh, pork, eggs, um, and we're talking about that today as well. So that's one of the solutions. But these facilities come in, and they are a public health issue. Um, I've talked about that before on your show, Mike, 
And um, one of the most recent studies, actually there were two, uh, finding that methicillin-resistant staph, which your, your audience may know as MRSA, there's different types of MRSA. And they have found that the closer you are to a facility, you're two to three times more likely to be colonized with MRSA. You may not be sick with it, but if you go to the hospital, have an operation, or have a wound, you're more likely to, to develop a soft tissue infection. Now, that's, a, that's, a, that's something that needs to be addressed in Illinois because these facilities can site up to a quarter of a mile from a residence. And um, it's happening all over, and the LMFA is not protecting public health by making larger setback differences, setback differences from homes and family farmers. So we're very concerned about that, and we have a wish list. Um, do we have time to talk about three things on that that we're going to try and push forth in the legislature? Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead, because I want to I, oh. I want to get to Craig in a second here about okay. exactly what's happening in Fulton County. What is, what is your okay. wish list? Well, we have we have eight things on our or eight, eight or so wishes. Um, we would like to have landowners oversee when these facilities are put in against against the rules and they make mistakes and they're cited too close or they're ignoring setbacks, the citizens in Illinois don't have standing. They, can't, they cannot legally challenge the IDOA. In fact, they've been getting sued by these companies, the neighbors. Um, we, our biggest wish is, is local control. Um, folks in Chicago, I know you've got the, Coke, the pet Coke plant, um, and I know there's a pro- that's their problem up there, but down here in central Illinois and southern Illinois, uh, a county board can listen to a public hearing where they are proposing a facility, and they can vote yes or no if this facility should come in or not. And no matter what a county board has ever voted, it's always gone in anyway. The IDOA has no oversight, and in fact, every time a county board has said no, they have allowed allowed a facility to go in. We have no local voice and no local control. Uh, let me stop you so, right there. Let me stop yeah. you right there because I think this is this is the important point. And and you talked. Uh, a second ago, uh, about the act, which is law yeah. in uh, Illinois, and and how uh, devastating it is, and uh, it again, it's called the Illinois Livestock Management Facilities Act, or LMFA, and some people call it, think LMFA stands for Leave My Factories Alone, uh, yes. and that's sort of the the reality of it, and what it has done, has basically disenfranchised. Farm owners, small farms, because as you mentioned just now, any huge factory farm can come into a county. The county board can meet and say, no, we don't want it here. And they will say, oh, well, that's too bad. Too bad. We're putting it in here anyway. So basically, it's anti-democratic. It takes away democracy from people in Illinois. And this is this is where we're going as a country, unfortunately, is that we, we go and we swoop in and we pass these laws where local bodies of government cannot make their own decisions. Well, who died and made you God is what I want to say about that. When did we stop uh, cherishing the rights of individuals to stand up to whatever they think is not fair? So we're, we're, yeah. we're, we have this law right now in effect, and so one of your goals is to change it, I would imagine, because you had a press conference the other day about that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we did, and we're asking folks across the state to visit their legislators and the Illinois Citizens for Clean Air and Water website, and you can see when your senator and rep are in the office in your district or in Springfield, schedule a visit, and go to our website, print off some of these points, and talk face-to-face with your legislators about that. We're, 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 we're charging Chicagoans to take part in this as well. Yeah, I'm going to call. I'm going to call my legislators, and, and now both Senate and House. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes, let's. I can, I can hear Craig back there. Hand the phone over to him because uh, before before I'm right here. All right. Before we break, I want to, and we will come back to you guys after we break. But before we do, uh, I want to talk about what's going on in Fulton County because it's really fascinating. Uh, in January, I got word from Karen that there was this farm board uh, meeting um, and uh, farm bureau meeting and uh, uh, it was a little chaotic can you kind of explain what happened Craig there was only uh, it was a special meeting um, the uh, vice president of the state board of farm bureau was there David Erickson among some others 
and there was only 15, 16 letters uh, issued for this special meeting. Uh, no one else was allowed in the meeting. It was a totally closed meeting, uh, other than the uh, the uh, the people that sit on the, the Fulton County Board themselves were, of course, invited to to listen in. And we, um, you know, we went in there. There was only actually five of us in there uh, out of the, the 15 letters that uh, got sent. And we we voiced our they they want to know our concerns, and uh, we were with them for an hour and a half, uh, voicing our concerns. And about about uh, what about what? As far as why we are opposing um, this uh, this capo in our area, uh, we stressed it that um, uh, this particular capo is nothing but a factory farm. Um, the actual owner of a uh, professional swine management is based out of Carthage, Illinois, which is in Hancock County. Um, they are looking for places to build these capos. Um, the landowner himself is another issue in itself. Um, it is uh, Farmland Partners. Um, you could Google it. And um, they, are, they are so big that uh, they, they are actually on the New York Stock Exchange. And uh, they... They own like 124,000 plus acres throughout the uh, throughout the United States. Wow! And uh, so they, they got connections with this uh, um, uh, PSM, which is Professional Swine Management. It's a it's a veterinarian out of Carthage, and that's all he is. He is not a farmer that uh, that owns this. And I don't know how many investors this uh, uh, this uh, veterinarian has, but I'm sure he's got other people behind him as well as this farmland partners and they they've got connections now and they, they he's trying to diversify i feel um his uh his operation and neither one of these uh the the the, the landowner and the uh <clears throat> the uh the uh people that are in charge of the uh, large people neither one of them live in our county so it won't benefit us at all because their their feed mill is not even in our county. Yeah, uh, it's in, it's in McDonough County. So we we pressed these issues at the uh, at the farm bureau that night amongst the, the state uh, people, and um, so you know we well that basically that's what it was. Um, you know, of course, we're very concerned about the health issues in our area. Um, we have a, a young family that's within a 3,000 feet that has a, a young daughter, and uh, her, um, you know, they're expecting a new baby here in another month or two. Um, so it, it's, it's a very big concern. And also, I mean, we, I haven't discussed the, the road situation because I sit on the board down there, and uh, the roads down here, we, we don't have enough money. We're, we're a small township. And only the only revenue that we get is uh, from uh, from the from the property values, right? From the and, tax. and you don't have the facilities, you don't have the wherewithal to deal with this. I'll tell you what, we're gonna we're gonna pick this up. We got to take a, okay. a break. You guys hang on. Uh, we've got uh, Karen Hudson and Craig Porter. Meanwhile, Peggy, one of the greatest challenges facing our world today is how to make our planet more sustainable. The Great Lakes Bioneer Speaker Series addresses this issue in three free talks on February 7th, 21st, and 28th at McHenry County College in Crystal Lake. Resiliency, citizen science, and environmental justice take center stage in this series of talks sponsored by McHenry County College Sustainability Center. This Tuesday, February 7th, Dale Sands, Global Practice Director for CH2M, speaks on resiliency, climate change, and communities on the edge. Climate change issues are already with us, and more are on the way. Mr. Sands looks at how effective planning can mitigate the damage to physical and social infrastructure as these changes take place. All events are at 7 p.m. Contact the MCC Sustainability Center at 815-479-7765 or visit mchenryedu.green. I'm sorry, mchenry.edu slash green. McHenry dot edu slash green. green. Okay, when we come back, uh, we'll continue our conversation about confined animal feeding operations in Illinois and what's going on. Don't forget to call 847-475-1590. We're still giving away those tickets. We got two to Wild Things Conference on the 18th. They're still up for grabs. Give us a call. Or if you want to talk about this subject, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki on WCGO.
Celebrate local, sustainable, humane, and fair food at the Good Food Festival. Connect with local farmers and food producers. Learn from chefs like Rick Bayless and Paula Haney. Shop the Good Food Marketplace and enjoy delicious food in the Good Food Court. Entry to Saturday's General Festival is free this year with online registration. Good Food happens Saturday, March 18, at the UIC Forum in Chicago. Visit goodfoodfestivals.com. Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? That's never going to happen at Organic Roots Eco Salon. They use only the safest, most natural, professional hair care products available to make sure you get exceptional color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their products and services are free from ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins ordinarily found in hair color, perms, and keratin smoothing treatments. Organic Roots offers non-toxic, vegan-friendly nail services. They've also just introduced a complete menu of natural hair care services for textured hair of all lengths. And how many salons do you think repurpose hair clippings, recycle product containers, and use LED lighting? Walk into 21st Century Hair Care for women and men at Organic Roots Eco Salon, 3417 Dempster in Skokie. Book your appointment at organicrootsecosalon.com or call 847-423-2653. Health and beauty. You no longer have to sacrifice one for the other. Don't miss more than 20 breathtaking gardens from top designers at the Chicago Flower and Garden Show presented by Mariano's March 18 through 26 at Navy Pier. Enjoy the huge marketplace, cooking demos, kids' activity garden, and more. On Monday, March 20th at 1230, attend Mike Novak's free seminar, Debunking Garden Myths, and see Mike and Peggy broadcast live from the show on 1590 WCGO on Saturday, March 25th from 10 to noon. Go to ChicagoFlower.com. What is this, anyhow? This is your talk. This is America, Jack. On 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago. I know. (laughs) Random music. Oh, well. Yes, I know. Uh, welcome back to the Mike Novak Show on, uh, with Peggy Malecki uh, in our favorite theme, Coming Back, because it's played now three hey, weeks not? in a row. By the way, we're still giving away those tickets. Eight four seven, Almost there. Yeah, 847-475-1590. So, yeah, you got to know that you're we're pretty close. So if you want to go to the Wild Things uh, conference, uh, give us a holler there. Or if you want to talk about um, factory farms. In Illinois, let me recap because we have Karen Hudson and Craig Porter. We're going to start with Craig again. And as we mentioned, he's a farmer himself, and I want to get to that in a second. But let's recap what happened. This uh, company comes to um, Fulton County, says they're going to build a factory farm there. Um, Farm Bureau has this uh, hush-hush meeting and invites only certain people, although they're supposed to represent everybody. Uh, And you people voice your... Uh, opposition. Some people voice their opposition to it. Um, and one of the things that happened that we didn't even get to, Craig, uh, is that right after that meeting, this company pulled its uh, 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 what are we application. application. Thank you very much. Uh, pulled the application, and everybody went, "Yay, we win!" How about that? We never win. But this it's in the Tribune, all the articles. That's right, and we posted it and so forth. Well, what I found yeah. out, I found out just a couple of days ago is they um, reapplied just days later. And it turns out it probably had nothing to do with the pressure and the, the objections to it from Farm Bureau members and f- local farmers. But it more had to do with the name they chose, which was uh, unfortunate. Uh, can you explain that, Craig? Uh, yes. Um, originally, it was under Clear Farm LLC, and uh, the reason why it was under Clear Farm LLC because this particular uh, land was owned by the Clear family, um, and it was sold like uh, 10, 11 years ago. Uh, Farmland Partners uh, auction was at the auction. They they bought the land about 10, 11 years ago. So when when this capo moved in, they like to use a um, a uh, a name that is specific to the area, so they thought they could use the Clear Family Farm. Well, the Clears that still farm in the area 
caught wind of it and were very upset because they were getting phone calls in regards to why are you putting up this large uh, hog facility? You know, they, a lot of people were opposing it. Why were you going to do this? And so they were upset that they were using their name. So they wrote letters to the Illinois Department of Ag, and to no avail, they, they did not want to uh, take that name off of it because if they had, because if they did, the process would have to start all over. And we, as far as 30 days um, for us to have a hearing. And so the Illinois Department of Ag was trying to push this, this paper through so fast and so quick. Matter of fact, um, the application got sent down to the Illinois Department of Ag like November 3rd, okay? December 19th, it was back up to our county board in, re- in regards to having it to uh, be constructed. And uh, so that period, that December 19th was our starting date as far as getting 30 days with having a hearing and trying to get all of our information together to try to oppose this. <clears throat> and in doing so, they, they were not going to change that name until the Clear family actually um, got an attorney and, and uh, wrote letters to the Illinois Department of Ag, okay? Now, they, I knew they wrote, uh, they sent one set of letters and nothing was done, okay? So the, uh, we, when we had this meeting at Farm Bureau, um, it was brought up again at that meeting that the, uh, 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 the Clear family spoke up very diligently and about their name being on it. And in the meantime, it did get changed to Memory Lane Acres, but the Clear family name was still on the petition or on the application. And so they brought this up in front of the Farm Bureau that night. And after they were done, I spoke up and it says, why can't Farm Bureau step up and help these people? These are paying membership members all these years, and they're having trouble trying to get their name cleared off of this application and they have gone as far as having attorney fees, why can't the Farm Bureau step up and help these people? Because I could almost guarantee that the, uh, the professional swine management people are not Farm Bureau members. And these people are, and they've got to spend money out of their own pocket to try to fight this, and Farm Bureau is not stepping up and, and helping them. Yeah, uh, here's here's the way I look at it. And by the way, uh, I I could be wrong, but I think – this show is the first news outlet to break that story that the the uh, the CAFO has reapplied because mm-hmm. um, all we've seen we we were searching you were searching Finding yesterday nothing. and there was nothing else out there about how they had reapplied for this facility. So right here on the Mike Novak show, we're letting you all know that it's almost a sleight of hand here. It's like okay, we're going to pull it. Oh, two days later, we're going to we're going to reinstate uh, or we're going to reapply. Uh, and and it brings to mind several things, as you mentioned here, uh, Craig. One is, let's start with the Department of uh, Agriculture in uh, Illinois, Illinois DOA. As we've said on this show before and kind of proved it, uh, they have never said no to a factory farm. They've never said no to a confined animal feeding operation. So they're not protecting the little farmer. Farm Bureau looks like they're doing kind of the same thing. They seem to be advocating for the big businesses. Um, Illinois EPA uh, doesn't even know where the CAFOs are in Illinois, and that's why Illinois Citizens for Clean Air and Water have put together a map, which I put on my website. Go to MikeNovak.net. That and map, we tweeted it, too. We tweeted it out this morning uh, to look at that, and it compares, actually, what, what EPA says is out there to what ICCAW says, and it doesn't match. All right. So we've got all these institutions and they're all looking out for surprise, big business. Who's looking out for the little guy? Is there anybody there? Maybe Karen, I ought to address this to you. Is anybody looking out for the small farmer, for the individual? No, no, they're not. Because I, I've talked to uh, the Farm Bureau. I talked to the uh, that particular night. I'm going to I'm going to give you a a a, 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 a a what actually happened that night. Um this, this big farmer, this farmland partner, has uh, purchased a piece of parcel of land right next to the Farm Bureau president. And he was there that night, okay, Mike? Yeah. And so he, he purchased this land, and it was, it was the, uh, the deed was in the paper. And so 
um, I, I confronted him. I said, do you realize this, um, this, this landowner, this mega landowner, purchased some ground right next to you? And he was not aware of it. And I said, it was in the paper the previous week. And I said, so just be prepared that you're going to have one of these tapos up in your area. And needless to say, his eyes got kind of big and he kind of shook his head. And the next question I asked him was, Bill, that's his name, Bill, would you want one of these in your backyard? His response was no. And this was the Farm Bureau president of Fulton County. And these are the same people who are pushing these big yes. factory farms forward uh, at the expense of little people. And as you know, as you, as you know, Craig, the proper, property values go down. Uh, the way, yep. your 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 way of life is disrupted. People move because they can't stand being next to them. And yet, we hear people all the time say, "Well, uh, it's part of living in the country. You got to expect this." Not twenty thousand head of, of hogs. That's that's not just living in the country. That's that's mass production. That's a factory. This is why we call them factory farms. And, and that's, that's the other side of it, Mike. See, I, again, I'm a trustee on our, our board down at Isbell, and we're having, you know, the money issues are, are very tight in our area, and we don't have any industry to speak of. And uh, all we get, like I said, the, uh, the revenue off our property taxes, we can't, even, we can't even hire a full-time road commissioner. And so we had to do a, uh, an engineering study to try to convince these people that uh, our roads are not capable of handling the 80,000-pound truck that's going to be coming in there on a, on a daily basis. And uh, so, I mean, it's, a, it's going to be a financial burden on our township. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. Well, we have exactly one minute left. So uh, did, did Karen take off? Is it, is it just well, you? I, I just want to say that um, I, I have renamed Farm Bureau to Factory Farm Bureau. I did that. <laughs> and we have a sign today at our meeting straight up in front talking about Factory Farm Bureau because they help to strip local control and other meaningful language out of any legislation we have ever done. And the folks in Chicago, your elected officials will call Farm Bureau when it comes to anything agriculture-related, and they will ask them how to vote. And And they need to understand that Farm Bureau does not control the family farmers in Illinois. And they don't seem to even work for them right yeah. now, you know, in certain cases. Yeah. Maybe they do in other cases, but in this particular case, they do not do not work for them. Peggy? So, Karen, folks can go to your website at iccaw.org to find out more? Yeah. Yeah. And and they can also go to uh, Socially Responsible Agricultural Project, uh, which is SRAP... Uh, Project.org. Project, it's, it, yeah, uh, SRAPproject.org. Um, and it's all on my website, MikeNovak.net. Uh, go to this week's show and you can see all the information. Thank you both so much for being on the program. We're, as always, we're going to continue to follow this story because it just keeps developing. Uh, thanks, Karen. Thanks, Craig Porter. And uh, have a good conference today. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Now, while I promote the inclusion of native plants in the garden whenever I can, especially on this show, there's an interesting story about that in the January-February issue of Chicagoland Gardening Magazine. It's written by my editor, Carolyn Ulrich, who is my nemesis when it comes to deadlines. In this case, however, she looks at the question of how many non-natives can you have in the garden, especially if they make the local bees happy. Food for thought and pollinators. Then there's my column on the inside back page of each issue. I think I'm on deadline right now, but Uh-oh. hey, I'm on the radio. I'll get it written. Um, you have an excuse. Uh, I'll write you a note. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Write the note. Okay. Yeah, that's the ticket. Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, a publication of state-by-state gardening magazines. Go to chicagolandgardening.com. But if you're in other parts of the Midwest or the South, try one of the 21 magazines in those regions by going to statebystategardening.com or call 888-265-3600, 888-265-3600. I do believe that's Mr. DeMaio on hold, I'll bet, isn't it? Oh, he's already Ooh. with it. Yay, we're going to have some weather and climate information coming up in a sec we're still trying to give away those tickets 847-475-1590 go to wild things conference call us hey this is peggy when i speak at local events people often ask me aren't you the peggy in natural awakenings ads and that makes me happy because it reminds me that chicagoans want to lead healthier lives 
and Natural Awakenings magazine helps them do just that. Natural Awakenings is the greenest, healthiest magazine in the Chicago area. Each month, we bring you the latest information about health and wellness, complementary medicine, fitness and exercise, raising healthy kids, and even keeping your pets healthy. You'll find articles about healthy homes, too, including gardening, energy efficiency, and green living. And if you love good food, you'll always find tasty recipes and healthy cooking hints. Check out our monthly calendar. It's full of events to keep you connected. Natural Awakenings is available in more than 1,100 locations throughout the city, as well as suburban Cook, Lake, and McHenry counties. And it's free. Or visit us at nachicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more. Enjoy local food all winter long at Winter Farmers Markets, hosted by 12 different Chicagoland houses of worship on select Saturdays and Sundays from now through March. Your purchase of local, sustainably produced food helps support regional farmers. The markets are organized by Faith in Place, a nonprofit which inspires people of diverse faiths to care for the earth through education, connection, and advocacy. For a market schedule and to learn more, go to faithinplace.org. Chicagoans use your blue carts to recycle. Bottles, flattened boxes, jugs with the lids on, tin and aluminum cans, juice cartons, and mail. No plastic bags, including store bags, no greasy pizza boxes, styrofoam, disposable coffee cups, light bulbs, napkins, electronics, or shredded paper. Put your items loose in the blue cart and not in a plastic bag. Visit RecycleByCity.com Chicago and let's make Chicago beautiful and green. This is your talk. One of the few true originals of our time. On 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago. Rockin' and rollin' on 1590 WCGO. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. And on the phone, meteorologist Rick DeMaio. Good morning, Rick. How are you? Good morning to you, Mike and Peg, on this uh, fourth day of February, or or is it the fourth day of March? I can't tell by looking out the window. Um, yeah. It's almost the fourth day of sunshine. I'm thinking it's 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 like the 10th day of america held hostage but that's just me um but yeah that needs to put on bump there there is there is good news i mean that that silly travel ban has now been suspended by the homeland security agency so that's that's uh that's great it baby steps steps. but other weird stuff's happening i've seen a bunch of stuff just posted recently how the usda has purged animal welfare information from its website Holy smoke! And that's coming from the Washington Post and reliable sources. I'll be darned. Yeah, I, I, I did hear about that as well. And and now um, Scott Pruitt, who is up for uh, EPA. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I know. know. Ew. Um, uh. <laughs> you uh. mean him? Um, but uh, you know, he he keeps coming up with all these you know with all these crafty answers. Uh, you know, for a while. Um, people who didn't believe in, in climate change just simply said, um, you know, what changing climate? And uh, I'm not a scientist. Don't ask me stuff like that. Uh, but but now uh, Scott Pruitt, if anybody doesn't know this, he is the uh, uh, Oklahoma attorney general uh, nominated to run the EPA. Uh, and he's also sued the EPA in Oklahoma several times for things that they were obviously trying to do um, relating to things like, gee, fracking. Uh, and water being polluted couldn't couldn't uh, have anything to do with a bunch of earthquakes starting mm-hmm. to happen in Oklahoma, no, could it? No, 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 no. Pay no attention to that. <laughs> remember, remember, he's not a scientist, so he can't tell exactly. He just plays what one on television. <laughs> Uh, okay. So the, the television that's shaking, right? Yeah, exactly. um, but, <laughs> with the plagues of locusts but, but, coming by, and a penguin on yeah, top. Of it. Oh, look, there's it, a it penguin on the television. Like the beginning of a Monty Python skit, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so uh, so he, he he now says that science tells us that the climate is changing, and human activity in some matter impacts the science or impacts the change. But he said to the Senate committee. The human ability to measure with precision the extent of that impact is subject to continuing debate and dialogue, as well they should be. Um, now, that's almost like 
uh, bringing your car to a mechanic and you say, you know what, my, my left front end is shimmying when I go over 60 miles an hour, but, but what about over 70? And what about on days that it's dry? It, it probably needs to be, you know, we, we need to examine further, but we really don't know. So keep driving and then come back later and we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, these are these are very troubling answers, aren't they, Mike and Peg? It is, you know, and, and the idea that uh, the scientists can't accurately find the figures to do this belies the fact that we just went to Pluto uh, within uh, uh, one second and and snapped <laughs> right. snap photos, and we're still the the thing's still going. You're right; we don't have the science to deal with the uh, the planet. We can, <laughs> it's just crazy. It's insane. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I like I like the word precision. As long as we don't have the precision, then we shouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, so tell that to NASA. You know, yeah. Hope, hopefully, um, you know the, the negative criticism that has now come towards the person who's up for secretary of education will eventually slowly get into the Pruitt um, hearings as well. And last I checked, the approval rating of the current president um, actually went below. His or his, I should say, his disapproval rating went below the approval rating uh, quicker than any president ever. It used to be an average of about 400 to about 600 days uh, for Donald J. Trump. It was eight days. So what does that tell you? Um, I'm not exactly <laughs> we don't sure. Even need the, we don't need to answer that with I, any we, precision. precision. Right? We don't have the precision <laughs> to actually measure that. So uh, yeah. let's let's so, let's get to our uh, our. I just want yeah. to get to our. Um, our weather here, um, which is somewhat related okay. to climate, because here we are on the fourth day of February, and mm-hmm. we still don't have any snow. Snow on the ground. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and out 20, west, the animals are dying. Because it's too much There's snow. There's too much snow. And, 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 and you're right. And, and 40, 49 days and counting now. Um, and the odd thing about it, Mike and Peg, is that when you look back at the month of January, you know, we were five degrees above normal. Uh, 0.6 inches of snow on the ground. There have been events where we've had precipitation. We had 2.8 inches of rain in the month of January. It wasn't like we had a cold, dry January. We had a warm and wet January, which, again, is very rare. Now, how does that fit into the discussion of climate change? Because people ask me that. Um, I think it fits probably about 50%. Um, You don't normally get five degrees above normal. Uh, and two and a half inches of rain in the month of January. So that's obviously abnormal. But if you also look at where some of the storms went, they just basically missed us. They had a couple that went to the north of us, one that went to the south of us. So part of what happens is when you don't get your normal weather, it's pretty much what we just call bad luck. But when you don't get the normal weather on top of an abnormal pattern, uh, clearly you got to look at some of the signs that are producing a very abnormal winter. Now, could there be some snow coming in late tonight? Yeah, but the bulk of it is going to go north of us. Could we get some snow Tuesday night into Wednesday? Yeah, but the bulk of it, again, is going to go north. So there's been massive amounts of snow, as you alluded to before, Peggy, out across the western United States, nearly 340 inches so far in the mountains of the Tetons, which is phenomenal for them. But still, a snow drought continues here in the Midwest and also across the northeast as well. Um. And as I mentioned uh, on uh, Mighty House before we started, uh, and you and I have talked about this already this season, this is not good for plants. It's tough, especially because uh, we're we're still in that freezing and thawing and freezing and thawing right. cycle, and it heaves those plants right out of the ground. Yeah, and, and I noticed that last week we went into this like like almost like a couple of days of mud, and yeah, then frozen ground, and then mud, and then frozen ground. And on top of that, you don't normally have, you know, uh, mud this time of the year. You have snow melting and percolating down into the soil. So it'll really be interesting to see how things begin to respond uh, once we get in early April. Now, I've also told people many times it's only the first weekend of February. We have lots of winter left, and things could still turn, and then we could be talking three weeks from now about maybe something that is a little bit more on the way of snow and cold. But you know what, Mike and Peg? Looking out two weeks, it doesn't get cold and it doesn't get snowy. So this is kind of beginning to get to the point where it is beginning to show some signs of a long-term pattern change. And maybe this is the norm now, Mm. you know, shorter winters, less winters, and also less cold and less snow. That's uh, we got forty five seconds here. I'm just, uh, but that's that's a really important point. And 
and and that's where it, it ties into climate. And, and, and more importantly, as we finish up here, Mike, I've told my students at Loyola today, look out the window. There's no ice along the lakefront. When you get a big storm come through or 40, 50 miles per hour wind, no ice on the lake, you get a lot of also, you get a lot of erosion right along the shoreline. So bottom line, clouds, a little bit of light snow tonight, a better chance on Tuesday night, but overall the pattern, three to five degrees above normal for the next seven days, guys. Wow. It's it's interesting and no snowmageddon and we said it was going no to be a norm we said it was going to be a normal winter it has not been a normal it winter. has not been but there's still about half a winter left so we'll see how the second half <laughs> okay turns Rick DeMaio, we'll talk <laughs> to you next week have a great one okay and uh, good. who are you rooting for in the Super Bowl oh he's gone we'll never find out we will never know I want to thank everybody who was on the program today Karen Hudson. Uh, and Craig Porter from Illinois Citizens for Clean Air and Water. Uh, we have a winner in our contest, don't we? Yes. Who's the, getting the tips? Diana is getting. Diana, you are going Yay! to Wild Things on the 18th. Thanks a lot. All right. Until next week, go green or go home. Uh, Stadler? Uh, what? Is that it? Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much. If you live in the upper Midwest and you're already jonesing to plant stuff, you need to get your hands on a grow light from Happy Leaf LED. At 18 inches, it's small but mighty. You can start three conventionally sized flats of seeds in a roughly three by two foot area. You can even grow plants that flower and produce fruit. How does Happy Leaf do it? The light is tuned for all plant growth, including flowering plants. You name it, this USA-made LED light can grow it. Your indoor garden will be limited only by your imagination. It's already won the 2017 Direct Gardening Association Green Thumb Award. With the Happy Leaf LED, there's no reason you can't have your own delicious, fresh, leafy greens year-round. Not to mention all of the herbs you need for any recipe. Find out more about the Happy Leaf LED light at happyleafled.com or call 815-414-2209. Happy Leaf, it's about the light.